Welcome to the Faith-Led Business Podcast, a place where God and business come together so that you, entrepreneur, can answer your God-given calling through your unique gifts. I am your host, Monica Perez Burnett, mother of eight twins times two. I am a visibility coach. I am a techie junkie, and I am just looking to live a life full of faith over fear. And today we are going to be talking about greater expectations, the expectations that we have in our lives for our businesses and our personal lives, as well as the expectations that God has of us to step up to the plate of life. And I know that uh, the book that I share during this podcast episode, you are just going to absolutely love because it does hit home. So I hope you enjoy this. Get your notes out. Get ready to have a fire lit under you so that you can continue to move forward where he is calling you. And so it's a wonderful time to just keep diving in, keep pushing through, keep putting the pressure on. We need to keep just like, you know, the firemen who go out and, uh, you know, put out fires in order for that water to work, to extinguish a fire. You need to keep having that consistent pressure in order to doubt, to uh, control that flame, in order to control the chaos, in order to control those things that we feel are burning us down. And the only way that we can douse that fire is through the living, breathing word of God that is going to get us to a place where we no longer feel like we're burning, where we are living in victory, where we are excited for a new day. Instead of fearing what's to come, we are expecting the good. We are expecting everything to be here. And I just realized my microphone is like way on the other side of the desk. So hopefully you could hear me while I was talking. Hopefully I was loud enough. But today is a day of victory. Did you know that? Did you know that today is a day of victory? Why? Because we are expecting it. Because we are believing for it. Because we are believing that it already happened. And our only job is to play it out. Our only job is to be willing to stand up. And we will jump into that in a second. Today's reading comes from Psalm 111, verses 2 through 3. And this is what it says. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me today. Those of you who are live viewers, those of you who are listening to the podcast, it's an awesome time to be together. So thanks for showing up. It says here in Psalm 111, great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. It wasn't just there, that righteousness wasn't just there 
for my ancestors, for the people at the beginning. It is here for us living and breathing and alive now and today. And it says his works are so great that we have the ability to just sit here and ponder. Do you know what ponder is? It's basically, I don't know the exact definition, but in my mind, it's to just sit there and be in awe. It's like you can't even move. You're just so in awe of what you're seeing before you or what you're experiencing before you. And his works are so amazing that we have the ability to do that. They are worthy of us to just sit there, jaw drop open and say, wow, wow. Now, here's the interesting part. And here's where the plot uh, makes a twist in what we are expecting, because the title of this is Greater Expectations. Not everything goes the way we pray or believe sometimes. How many of you have experienced that? I sure have. At times, our expectations end in disappointment instead of victory. When a friend relapses after you've stood with her through rehab again. When you play the political game at the office and still don't get the promotion. When someone dies of cancer after a fierce fight of faith. It's in those moments when faith shakers rock our world. Those moments where we were expecting what in our minds was victory. And that rocked our faith and rocked our world. When disappointment eats away at us, we have to persevere and believe God anyway. We have to allow that experience to build our trust instead. We have to believe God is up to something bigger. We are always in a state of expecting something bigger. Working all things together for our good, which is what Romans 8.28 says. So the next time you face an unmet expectation, let it spark in you even greater expectations of what God is up to. Oh my gosh, this did not work out. It did not work out. I'm excited. I'm excited. What is around the corner? What does he have planned for me? Where am I going to grow? Lots of times we want to connect the dots in the here and now, in the present moment. And he's saying, look, it could take about 10 years for you to connect the next dot. But I promise you, when you see that connection, you will be able to sit and ponder at the good works that I am committed to create in your life. Except, here is the thing, we spend so much time laying on our backs, living in our victimhood, replaying the same old tape and tape and tape that we don't have time to expect anything. 
Our life is so full of remembering what's been done to us or we what we have failed to do that we don't have time to expect God to move in and make a change. We've been talking about being complacent and comfortable in that place of the known. And he keeps telling us day after day after day, are you ready to move into the unknown? That is where you will find me. That is where I will meet you. That is where you can expect great things to happen. That is where I show you the good stuff. Yesterday in my, um, in my meeting with my group members in the visibility vault, I actually showed them a book and I feel led to show it to you today because this is completely what we are talking about when we're talking about expecting great things from a God who wants righteousness to reign in our lives. And so, as you know, I am a total, I have a weakness for Facebook ads. And um, there are a few things that actually have come that I haven't even tried out yet, but I will definitely do that uh, so that you guys can sit and laugh at me, basically, is what it is. But in one of these swiping of my phone, I saw an ad for a book, and they did their marketing extremely well. It wasn't showing the pages of the book. It was actual, like, little mini clips of people who had read the book and they were talking about how the book had impacted them. And isn't it interesting how we rely on third party sources to believe if something is true or not. And so right away, right away, I was like, wow, this book did that for them? And they ordered like three for their grandkids? I need to have this book in my house. So of course, I went ahead and I bought it. <laughs> and it arrived uh, probably about five days ago. And so this book, I'm going to show it to you, is called, the green screen is eating it up. There we go. Is called The Opportunity. It's called The Opportunity. And I read this book to my older twins, who will be 10 on Sunday. And I read it to them separately. <laughs> Misty's like, oh no, the book, the book is back. I showed it to them yesterday, but I wanted to show it to you really quickly here because it goes so well with this reading that we're talking about right now. So I'm going to do the, the Cliff Notes version of this book. And so let me tell you first, though, the reaction of my children. And the reaction was... Mom, never read that book to me again, please. <laughs> totally the opposite of what I had expected. That is the saddest book I've ever read in my life. Never show that to me again. And I'm like, well, there goes the like 20 or 30 bucks I spent on this book. But it's great for adults too. And I'm going to show you a couple of the pages. This book is called The Opportunity, which is actually the name of this ship that has golden sails. And so the book begins 
with a picture of this little boy, this boy in a tree who looked out to sea. And this boy was yearning for a new life, was yearning for a new place to be, a new place to create, a new place to become. And so he knew in the story, it says that each person has their boat that comes and picks them up at the harbor. And the boat has a name and the boat knows the name of the person it's supposed to pick up. And so the boy spends so much time waiting for his boat. You can see him there in the tree looking out into the ocean. And he sees this little speck way out on the horizon coming towards him. And he spends all of this time wondering, hey, could that be my boat, the opportunity? He spends all this time looking, could it be that that's the boat that's come for me? And then all of a sudden, he wanted to run over to the dock to greet it. But he started wondering, but what if, what if the captain forgot? What if the ship actually never comes? What if that's not the boat that's meant for me? And so he sits there so much time pondering and waiting and thinking that he never gets off of the tree. There are so many reasons why he wants to go, yet the reasons why he stays there are even bigger. And so the boat comes. It comes to the harbor. And he sees, oh my gosh, it is the boat with the golden sails. That is my boat. It's the opportunity. And so he jumps out of that tree and he runs to meet it. And of course, there are so many people in the town that it's hard for him to get through. And by the time he gets to the place where he's supposed to meet the boat, guess what? The boat has sailed away. It has sailed away because when the opportunity came to pick him up, he was not there. He was not there. He was not ready. He was not prepared. And so he sat there sad, crying. And this is what ended up becoming his life. Do you see that? It's a picture of an old man in a tree looking out to the ocean. He missed his opportunity. And my friends, this is the life that many of us live by choice. It is the life that many of us choose to live by choice. Jesus said to the man who was laying there for 38 years, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? He had been laying there, but everybody gets in front of me. People cut me. They, I can't get to those healing waters. 
38 years. I heard someone say, even if he had moved just like an inch over those 38 years, do you think he would have gotten to that place of healing? But no, he chose to sat there and wallow in all the reasons why it couldn't happen. Just like that little boy who sat there and thought of all the reasons why this opportunity wasn't for him. And he ended up staying there in that place, in that same place, the rest of his life. Friends, things aren't always going to turn out as we pray for, as we expect them to turn out. The details of our life that we want to know ahead of time and that we want to control, they're not always going to play out as our fairy tale life that we had once dreamed of. There will be moments of shock, moments of pain, moments of disbelief. But the miracle was happening and now I don't see the miracle. But God is telling us, did you know that your version of what the miracle should look like does not take away from my power or my glory? I remember once watching that video and I showed it to you guys months ago. And it comes to mind right now because this is it's so perfect for this. Where a son was doing the eulogy for his mother. And they were expecting and praying a very faithful family. Family of a preacher. And they were expecting his mother to live. They were, they were expecting the miracle. And it didn't happen according to them. And when he went to God and said, why, why, why? Why did things not turn out as I had asked you? And he said, you asked for her healing. Just because it doesn't look like healing in your world, she is healed in mine. Just because all of the whole process doesn't look the way that you are expecting it to look doesn't mean that there is no victory. Your perspective is so small <laughs> compared to mine. You wanted her to be with family. She is now with family. You wanted her to be protected. She is now protected. You wanted her to be alive. Guess what? She is now alive. And so the, the curves and the punches that life throws at us, we're asking. We're asking for healing. We're asking for uh, redemption. We're asking for change in our lives. And he's saying, don't doubt for a minute that I'm not going to give it to you. It just may not look like what you think. And that doesn't make me a lesser God in your eyes. That doesn't make me less. It makes me more because I see the more that is in store for you. And for those of you 
who have not yet come to be with me, I am asking you today, are you willing to sit in that tree and not see me move in your life because of your failure to move? Are you willing to stay laying for 38 years on that mat, telling everyone every reason why you are a victim, staying in that place of comfort and complacency? Is that what you want for your life? Because I am here to show up. I am here to use you for those people who want to stay in that tree or stay on that mat. My calling upon your life is to use you to help pick them up, take them out of the ditch. But I can't do that if you're willing to only stay there. Or if you're willing to only see me work within your own framework. Friends, We need to live with greater expectations. Greater expectations of ourselves. I think it's so easy for us to just throw in the towel and say, no, I can't do that. Mm -mm, There's no way. And we forget. We forget who has called us to get it done. And we forget that we already have in us that ability to move the mountains, to heal others, to raise people from the dead. There is no prerequisite to be able to do that. You don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be this big person to be able to work miracles for him. Did you know that? We are all called to be healers. We are all called to perform miracles. We just need the name of Jesus and the belief in him in our coming from our mouths and from the very pit of our souls. We have what it takes. We just don't see it. We don't see it, so we don't use it. We don't seize the opportunity we have to use the tools that he has given us to keep the pressure on. To keep the pressure on, to to put out those fires that we see all over us that may make people run in fear, that may make people scared for their lives. And he's saying, look, turn the hose on, turn that holy water on, turn that holy gifting on, turn the holiness in you on. So that you can just put the pressure on and you douse that fire. You make that fire insignificant. And that fire could be a physical fire. That fire could be an argument. That fire could be anything. He has given us what we need to make it happen. And for that... We need to be thankful and we need to get into action because look, look, your ship is waiting. It has its name. It has your name. 
You are yoked to this ship. Every one of us has a different one. You get to choose what it looks like. But you better be at the harbor when it comes for you. You better not talk yourself out of getting on and sailing away to new territories, to places you've never been before. And that can be scary. What does it look like on the other side of this adventure? But he's saying, be ready to get on. Just be ready. It's your time. If I show up, if the ship shows up, it's because it's your time. Are you are you going to let it pass you by? And that's why we are here. Yes, I think it's a sad story, like my kids said, for the person in the book. But for those of us who think a little farther ahead, we're like, oh, heck no. I am using this as an example for my life. I am not willing to be that old man. I am not willing to be that old man or old woman who's just looking back at the what ifs of life. We are called for great from a great God. We need to expect great in us just as he expects great. Because it says, great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. Yesterday, today, and into eternity. Are you willing to go with him on that ship? into eternity, where he can look upon you and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You did well with what I gave you. You showed others that they didn't have to stay in that tree. You showed others that you didn't have to stay on that mat and be the victim that the enemy wants you to believe you are. You are more than that. I created you for more than that. Get on that ship. So today we are going to pray for divine wisdom, for divine conviction to move forward. Here we go. Thank you, Father, for another day of life. Thank you for the blessings that you have provided for us, even through this example in a book bought off of a Facebook ad. You use any means possible to bring to us the clarity that we need, to bring to us the motivation that we need to move forward in your name. Today, we are calling upon the Holy Spirit to be in us and show up strongly, show up powerfully, so that when our ship arrives, as I'm sure it has for many of us, and it's waiting for us at the dock, that we have the gumption, that we have the desire to get on, even if it's the scariest move we've made in our lives. 
we thank you for calling us Lord. And we thank you that we have the ability to use accountability between each other to help us get to where we need to go, to where you are calling us to be. And we are here for it. And we are not going to let another day pass by where we are laying on that mat, claiming to the world the things that we cannot do, using excuse after excuse and arguing for our limitations. That is not allowed anymore. And so we thank you for this conviction and we thank you for this calling. We are here for it today. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I truly hope that this episode inspired you to want to get off of that tree and run towards your opportunity before it passes you by. I am so convicted that each and every one of us has a special plan in the big scheme of things, in the kingdom plan that he has for us. And I feel like so many of us just miss the boat so often. I guess that's why they use that as a saying, miss the boat. And today is your day to no longer have to miss the boat. It's the day to make a decision. And I'm so excited to see what kind of decision you make today. If you would like to leave a review, let me know what you thought of this episode, how it may have impacted you. I would love to hear it uh, in a review, in your comments in your experience listening to this. It really just helps to know that us being able to show up gives us the opportunity to create something new and transformation in other people's lives. So thanks for hanging out with me one more day and I will see you next time.